My belief is that we should be allowed to spend money on ourselves without our partner looking over our shoulder, and that should be budgeted. I will tell you that while it is true that marriage changes people, it doesn't often straighten people out. When we're overspending, we're breaking faith with ourselves. Welcome to another episode of Rich in Relationship, and today we're talking about the cheery subject of financial secrecy and the myth of change post-marriage. So welcome again, listeners. What is this about financial secrecy in marriage, and what is this myth that marriage will make your partner change, and why are these things linked together? You're going to find out. The key areas that we're going to talk about today is what is financial secrecy, really? I mean, aren't we allowed to spend money without the other person tracking every penny we spend? I mean, God. And also, we're going to talk about this idea that marriage changes people, which is true, but not in the way that we would hope or expect. So, and also always, oh, how can I forget? There will be a real life story that you can sink your teeth in so you can start to see how this works. So financial secrecy, uh, you know, there's some people who believe that everything should be disclosed, everything should be spent. And personally, my belief is that we should be allowed to spend money on ourselves without our partner looking over our shoulder. And that should be budgeted. Uh, what that means is that Everyone should have a little mad money that they do whatever they want with unsupervised, right? We need to budget in a relationship in order to build up our family. There needs to be financial planning, let's call it, instead of budgeting, financial planning. There needs to be a vision for the future and channeling our money to meet that vision, yes. And there always needs to be some spontaneity, some spontaneous spending, but that's, let's call it planned spontaneity. So what does it mean then, financial secrecy, if it's not planned spontaneity? It's like hidden bank account accounts. Uh, it's getting a credit card and not telling your partner that you've maxed, got a maxed out credit cards. It's secretly spending money in ways that you know they don't approve of or that will take away from your dreams of the future. This is financial secrecy. It's almost a form of of infidelity, if we're honest. It's like, it might be better to call it financial infidelity. Why? Because their trust that you've put into one another, it has to do with the future you're building together. And when you take, withdraw from that future you're building together for some secret fulfillment, then in essence, what you do is you cheat on the agreement you've made with your partner. And there's all kinds of ways that you can cross this line. Uh, you know, I remember I went out and bought a motorcycle without talking to my wife once. And at the time, I thought that was perfectly okay. And it actually did fit in with our budget. What wasn't okay is that I didn't talk to her about it and discuss it with her because I knew she disapproved and it was something I really wanted. And there was something about that secrecy that uh, was triggering. And there was a reprisal a year or two later. Uh, so I opened the door for that behavior to happen on the other side. And we needed to talk that through and work that out. And I needed to clean up my side of the street to do that. So that's an example that you can sink your teeth in. 
why? Why do people resort to financial secrecy? It might be that they're afraid uh, of their partner. It might be that they felt control by their partner. Like in my case, um, I, that was something I really wanted, but I felt like I was in a very controlling relationship, even though that wasn't true. It's what I felt like was going on. And instead of talking about it, I acted out on my fear. Uh, or there may be a lack of trust in the other person. Maybe we're hiding money because we don't trust that they're going to, uh, the future they that we've agreed on is really going to happen, that they're going to do something to um, hijack that future and take it from us. So let's also talk about the myth of change post-marriage because the story that I'm going to tell you about today has both of these elements in it. Sometimes when we marry people, we think when we marry them, they will straighten out, right? And I will tell you that while it is true that marriage changes people, it doesn't often straighten people out. And here's why. Here's how it changes people first. When two people commit to marriage, they're making a commitment to bigger than any commitment they've ever made in their lives. And whenever we make a commitment, it calls forth everything that is in opposition to that commitment. And that's why that first year of marriage is so tough for most people. They get married and they fall into the well of everything that is not their commitment. We know about marriages with children here at Rich in Relationship is inevitably we slip into parallel lives or roommate mode because we're like managing the crew, managing those kids. Well, we've got a solution for you. We've got a special free book for you that's going to give you seven tips on how to reignite intimacy and passion in your relationship and get back on the same page. And it's easy to get. It's free. Go to bit.ly forward slash seven savers, the number seven and the word savers all together, no spaces, bit.ly forward slash seven savers. All right. And the change that happens is that people inevitably start to pursue their individual interests more than the relationship. They, in going into the, the getting married phase, they're feeding the relationship, feeding the relationship, feeding the relationship. They get married and they get spit out and they get challenged by what's in them that is not in harmony with their marriage commitment. And they start to work on themselves, either running away from that disharmony or resolving it. What doesn't happen is alcoholics don't stop drinking, gamblers don't stop gambling, secret spenders don't stop spending. And that's what we're going to find out here today in today's story. So let's call them Clara and Bob. Clara loved to buy stuff. It was part of how she felt better about herself. Now, Bob saw this about her, that she was always buying stuff when they were dating, and he didn't think anything of it. He just thought, well, Clara likes to have a good time. He saw that she had a lot of clothes, but Bob just figured women just have a lot of clothes. I mean, Imelda Marcos had closets full of shoes. Clara didn't have closets full, but she had some shoes, let me tell you. What Bob didn't see is that Clara often didn't use a lot of the things that she bought, and she bought a lot of things that she already had again and again and again. He did not see that. He didn't. He just didn't see that side of her. And he thought, you know, Clara had a job. She was earning a good living. She deserved to spend her money on herself. And she did. 
Bob and Clara madly in love, head over heels. They got married. And Bob thought, when we get married, we'll pool our money and we'll be a team. But what Bob didn't take into account was that getting married wasn't going to change Clara's spending habit. In fact, when faced with the stress of everything in her and in him that was not like the commitment they made, Clara actually started spending more. Bob rapidly found himself carrying the whole family. And not only that, but he was putting money into the joint account and it was going out for things that had nothing to do with the family. Clara was paying her credit cards with it. Clara was buying new things with it. Bob got scared and Bob got upset. And Clara was hiding the spending that really spooked Bob. So Bob had this belief that when they got married, they'd both get more responsible. And what he didn't realize is that when they got married, this thing in Clara that about spending that she hadn't resolved yet got bigger. And because he was scared, what was Bob's reaction? He started hammering her about the spending. Clara, you got to stop. Clara, you got to stop. Clara, what did you buy today? tried to control her, and Clara's spending became even more secret. Bob would open her closet and find things that she bought. And on the weekend, he'd say, Clara, what's this? You went, you bought another da 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 And Clara would be like, Bob, leave me alone. Stop it. I earn a living. And Bob would say, no, you earn a living, but you're spending what, you're, what you earn and mine too. And Bob went and created a set he dissolved a joint account and opened a separate account and just started paying for his stuff separately and Clara started getting more and more in debt and he got more and more frustrated and mistrustful and Clara just couldn't change because the more he withdrew the less the more angry he got the more controlling he became the more the fights increased the more Clara felt alone and isolated and her spending was a self-nurture, it was a form of self-nurturing, not a healthy form of self-nurturing, but it was the only way she knew how to self-nurture. And so she would just, her spending increased. The more they fought, the more her spending increased, the more her spending increased, the more they fought. And Bob didn't see that he was part of this spiral. And he didn't understand why she didn't change. And he was like, what's wrong with Clara? What's wrong with her? That she just keeps spending. She obviously doesn't care about anyone but herself. What's wrong with her? He was critical and angry. Somebody recommended that Bob get in touch with our Unbreakable Husband program. He went to one of our live events and Bob realized that his criticism and his anger were actually driver, drivers of the problem. He realized that Clara might have a real problem in that as he had committed as her partner to help her, to love her, to support her, to gently help her confront her problems rather than criticizing her and dumping on her and being emotionally abusive. And so he stopped being critical and he started managing his anger separately and he started having conversations with Clara where he said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I've been like this. I've just been scared. I'm sorry, but I just, we have children now and I, I don't know how to manage the money and I, I don't know what to do. And Clara softened when she saw, when she started to feel safe, when she saw that she wasn't being criticized, controlled, or attacked, she started to feel safe and she admitted that she had a problem and she got help. And together, they, once she started to manage her spending, 
she went to a program that was actually there, actually, there was actually a 12 step program for people who were compulsive spenders. She went to a 12 step program for people with compulsive spenders, debtors anonymous it's called. And she got her spending under control. She started to get her earnings higher than her spending and she started to feel good about herself and things started to level out. And they started to talk about their finances. They started to talk about their future for their children. And they started to talk about their budgeting and they set financial goals together. And yeah, sometimes she would go out and spend a little more than she should, but she would catch herself and she would always make up for it with Bob. And Bob was supportive of her as long as he saw that she was on the same side as him, that they were working together towards the same goal. And it wasn't, after all, like Bob was perfect. There were times when Bob slipped into being controlling. There were times when Bob slipped into being angry and needed to make up for it. They're not perfect. They're progressing. And they began to move forward. So the reality is that when we're secret about our finances, when we spend secretly money that by all rights should be going towards a shared expense, we're actually cheating on our commitment to the marriage. When we're overspending, we're breaking faith with ourselves. Forget about Bob. Right? Clara was breaking faith with herself. And when our partner leans in in anger, which might even be justified and self-righteous, that's not the solution. Right? That intense self-righteous anger is never the solution. And trying to fix the other person, not the solution. Trying to control the other person, not the solution. The solution is in empathizing with them. You know, when Bob said, Clara... I don't know what's going on that you feel like you need to do this, but I'm sorry for my part in it. How can I help you? That was when the door opened up between them. And in their future relationship, they were financially transparent. Uh, they had they made an arrangement where they had a joint account and they each put in a percentage of their checks into that joint account and they kept a percentage for whatever they wanted to. So Clara could spend that percentage with freedom and keep her commitment to the marriage and Bob could do the same. Bob, who never ha spent any money on himself, always sacrificed, sacrificed, sacrificed for the family, actually found out what it was like to have some money to spend on shoes or whatever it was that he wanted that he might not need just for fun. That was part of their financial plan. And as a result, they were building each other up as individuals and as a couple, as a relationship. And their children learned from their example. Maybe you have this going on in your marriage or you know somebody who has this going on in their marriage. Maybe you're a man who's in one of, one of these, maybe you're a man who's spending, maybe you're a man who's critical and angry, or maybe you know a man who's in a relationship that needs help like, with something like that. We are continuing our free challenges for men who want to become unbreakable husbands and lead unbreakable marriages. Go to richinrelationship.com or check out the links that we post on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook. Check it out. Check us out. And if you've enjoyed this episode of Richer Relationship, please leave us a positive review or even subscribe to the episode. Maybe you know somebody who needs to know more about this. Recommend us to other people. And as always, we thank you for taking the time to check out what's happening here at Richer Relationship. Have a great day.